everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jesus. Thank you for joining us. Today we're going to unpack something that I like to call the posture of a soldier. We're going to ask, how do we posture ourselves in the battle? If you're new to our podcast, welcome. If you are a regular, welcome. As far as possible, we will be releasing this podcast every week. And the points that we get together is just for us to grab a cup of coffee or tea or hot chocolate. We don't discriminate. And just to talk about something, anything that may help us become more like Jesus. So won't you please subscribe to this podcast uh, and, and make sure that you get it every single week. And let's dive into today's session. So as I mentioned, today is entitled The Posture of a Soldier. And we're going to have a look at one of my all-time favorite portions of Scripture. Ephesians 6 and 10 verses beginning at verse 10. It says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Now, this is, is such a favorite scripture of mine that it is actually engraved on my sword, and that's a whole other conversation for another day. <clears throat> However, one of the things I love about this passage is its context. So before we get into the posture of a soldier, let me for a moment highlight the armor that Paul speaks about. The context of this passage is a book called Ephesians, and in it, Paul is writing to a church trying to navigate the world in a post-resurrection reality. In the letter of Ephesians, in some form or another, the words in him appear more than 20 times. In the space of six chapters, Paul beats this drum over and over and over. Paul wants the church to understand that being in Jesus is the most significant thing they need to grasp when it comes to following Jesus in this world. It's, it's the most important thing that they need to grasp when it comes to being the church. Now, Paul makes this the dominant idea for our identity, our theology, and our relationships. And then, to end the letter, he brings in the idea of spiritual warfare. And if we aren't aware of the context I've just mentioned, we might miss what he is actually saying. Let's look at the armor real quick. It says that we need the belt of truth, we need the breastplate of righteousness, shoes defined by the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. <clears throat> now, as concepts, these all seem like individual pieces of armor. As concepts, we can think about truth in a way that isn't connected to peace or righteousness and, and on and on. And we can think of each of these things quite individually. However, I don't think Paul was trying to create a whole bunch of dislocated items because up front, he says, put on the full armor of God. What if Paul was saying something else? 
What if the context of every piece of armor is the phrase in him, the phrase that has dominated his entire letter? What if the phrase in him is our key to unlocking this armor? Well, let's look at it again. We've got the, the belt of truth. Jesus himself said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. We've got the, uh, the breastplate of righteousness, and Jesus is the source and sustainer of our righteousness. We've got shoes of peace. He is the prince of peace. He is our peace. He, we have the shield of faith, and our faith is in him. He says even faith as small as a mustard seed in the right place can move mountains. Uh, he, we, we have the helmet of salvation. And he is our salvation. He is the reason and architect of our salvation. And then the last one, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And he is the word made flesh. That's how John introduces us to Jesus. And so in a very real way, each of these items are not dislocated concepts. They are one whole. They are pointing us to Jesus. What if Paul was saying that the best thing in the midst of the battle, in the midst of spiritual warfare, is to be in Jesus, who then manifests himself in each of these things to help us in battle? What if being in Jesus is the best thing for you right now, whatever you are facing? Man, I love that thought. However, the thing today is the idea that it's not just having the armor on, but how we posture ourselves once we are covered. And for me, there are a few things that Paul mentions that is significant for us. So just three things on the posture. Once we have ourselves covered in Jesus, here are three things we need to understand about the posture of a soldier. Number one, the idea of standing. Before he mentions the armor, Paul tells us to do everything we can to stand. And even when we've done everything possible, keep standing. The posture of a soldier who is covered in Jesus is one of standing. Standing in this context seems to represent an unshakable posture, an unshakable position. He says, after you have done everything you can, stand firm and then stand firm again. There is a resoluteness to this, a, a resolute aspect to this. There is a picture of being immovable. A posture of a soldier covered in Jesus is one where we take our ground and we will not be moved. It reminds me of David's mighty men. Eleazar is said to have fought till his hand froze to his sword. Shammah took his stand in a field of lentils and defended it till he won the victory even when everyone else fled. The stance of a soldier in Christ is one where we stand even when everyone else runs away. We stand even when our muscles get so tired we can't even open our hand to release our swords. And it is, it is a stance where we are willing to fight what, for what other people have deemed to have no value. In other words, there is no attack or enemy that can make us give up. There is nothing in this world, if you are in Christ, there is no battle, there is no enemy, there is no force that can make you give up if you have determined to stand. Now, if we aren't covered in Jesus, and if we aren't in him, then this is not realistic. This doesn't make sense. All of us have a breaking point. All of us reach a limit of our ability or our endurance. All of us get tired. All of us get depleted. However, we are found, when we are found in Jesus, we gain access to an endurance, to a perseverance that isn't limited by what we have gone through or what is in front of us. It isn't defined by the field we're in or our own capacity. The resource that we find in Jesus is unlimited. And that's why being in him 
is our key to standing. So number one, when the posture of a soldier is standing. Number two, we have to face the enemy. The second thing Paul highlights here in terms of our posture is who or what we are facing. Paul is clear. Do not fight against flesh and blood. Don't make people the enemy. But understand the fight is against spiritual forces that set themselves up against who Jesus is. This means we have to know who or what the enemy is. So we face the right direction in battle. All too often during the church's history, we've gone to great lengths to identify who may be the Antichrist. And, and in so doing, we have labeled different people as the enemy. Another mistake we have made is, is categorizing sin. And in doing so, we make one group of people the enemy as opposed to everyone else. And Paul here, as clearly as he can, as clearly as we can get, says our battle is spiritual. So real quick, who or what have you identified as the enemy in the midst of the battle? A soldier doesn't get to choose who the enemy is. A soldier battles who the commander tells him to. And our commander has told us we fight spiritual forces, not people. And so this means that we've got to discern. We've got to discern who, who's against us, what is against us, what is the enemy we are facing in this time and moment. It's a, it's a discerning. And so if point one was standing, point two would be discerning. In our battle, the posture of a soldier is one of unwavering standing and discerning who the enemy really is. And then there's a couple of other points we could highlight here. He says, be alert. We could, we could talk about how the posture of a, of, a, of a soldier is being alert in and every single moment, being aware of what's going on in culture and in society, and, and that's valid. But I want to go to the last thing he says. The last thing he says is, pray in the Spirit on all occasions. And I've heard many preachers, many sermons include this as another part of the armor, and I love that thought. And there's definitely validity in that image. However, for today, I want to include praying in the posture of the soldier, not the armor. The posture of the soldier is one of standing, discerning, and praying. This army of people in Christ cannot and will not be moved. They know who the real adversary is. They've got that discerning. And the sound of this army is the sound of the multitude praying. I don't know how many of you watch like military movies or, or movies where someone joins the army. Often there's a scene where they're training and they're going through the motions. And often what happens is you see this group of men or women running in, in, a, in, a, in a specific structure. And then what happens is the training officer often sings something. And what does the group do? They respond or they repeat what that training officer has just said. It's a moment where... The soldiers, the platoon, gain an identity, they gain unity, uh, and, and so much in that moment is forged. Training is not just giving them skill, it's informing who they are as a platoon. Now, I want you to imagine for a moment that you right now are in the middle of a group of soldiers standing to attention. You're all covered in the armor of Jesus. You've determined to stand, you know who your enemy is, and then your commander, the Holy Spirit begins to, to sound out. He begins to make a sound. And as the barracks of Christ, as the army of Christ, you echo his words in the midst of the battle. You don't have a funny war cry. Your sound echoes what the Spirit is saying. I don't know about you, but that makes me excited because, hey, we don't just fight from a place of endurance. We don't just fight from a place of discerning. We fight from a place of prayer. The posture of the army of God is where we stand no matter what. 
we discern the enemy and that there is a sound of prayer emanating from our ranks. As we close, let me ask you, what is your posture? First of all, are you in Jesus? Are you covered by all that he is? Have you decided in your heart and mind that he is going to define everything about who you are? He is Lord. So first of all, are you in Jesus? Secondly, are you standing? Have you determined to stand? Next, are you aware of who the enemy is? Have you discerned what's actually going on? Is it just coincidence or is there more going on? And then lastly, is there a sound of prayer coming from you as you stand, as you discern? Is the sound of your war cry a sound of communion with your heavenly father through Jesus? What is the sound of your battle? Because I want to encourage you when you've stood, when you've discerned and when you've prayed, and as you've covered with the armor of Jesus, there is nothing and no one that can shake that posture. That is a posture that aligns you with the victory that Jesus has already won. And so my prayer for you today, regardless of the battle in front of you, is that you would posture yourself with endurance, with discernment, and with prayer. Well, God bless you. I hope this has helped you and that the week ahead of you, the day ahead of you is going to be an amazing one. We look forward to seeing you in our next Coffee with Jesus session. Cheers, everyone.